This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. We're bringing you the best in hockey action, of course. And that means that we bring in our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow Nate on Twitter, Nate Lundy. And Nate, this has been an interesting week in hockey. A lot of unpredictable games, a lot of upsets in a lot of ways. And uh, obviously, we took a look at a few of these earlier in the week and uh well let's just spice it say you did a little better than i did so i will try to do a little bit better today but where would you like to start well you know we've got uh some good games on the schedule uh for this particular friday not a packed schedule um you know as a matter of fact only five games uh are, are set in the nhl a much busier schedule this upcoming weekend especially on saturday we got a lot of games uh, to enjoy uh, on Saturday's action. But you know what? Let's start off with uh, Winnipeg, who will be hosting those New Jersey Devils. Uh, let's let's kick things off right there. Okay. Well, Winnipeg, obviously, this is a pretty even matchup, at least, at least on paper. Winnipeg 10-8-4, and New Jersey 9-8-4. It's about as close as you'll get at this point in the season because it seems like n- virtually no teams have played the same amount of games right now. It's sort of all over the place. So this one ends up being pretty close, and uh, you don't – uh, even though last year, of course, you know, we saw a bunch of different uh, divisional mix-ups. But in this case, now you're looking at a interconference showdown. And in Winnipeg's case, they're off to a really good start at home, 7-3-1. And, and the Devils, 3-4-2. and two. So both good home teams with similar records. Of course, the Devils tonight are on the road. Yeah, the Devils on the road, Sean. And the other thing that stands out to me, you know, one of the things I look at when I'm trying to look at uh, everything from from, you know, winners on the money line or the or the 60 minute line or even in over unders. One of the first things I look at in a day's worth of betting is who's on a back to back and the Devils find themselves on a back-to-back because they played uh, in Minnesota uh, last night. They actually lost to the Wild 5-2. to two. Um, And so when you're when you're on a back-to-back like that, and obviously, you know, we, we talk about this even in the NBA. I mean, players are certainly used to it. It's part of the grind. Uh, it's part of what they do. But I still think it affects how they perform. Uh, and so because of that, you know, you talked about how Winnipeg has been uh, at home, uh, and, and just what they have been overall so far on the season. I've got to give the edge to Winnipeg, and, and the odds makers do as well. The money line is actually at minus 190, so obviously huge uh, uh, in terms of the, the edge uh, being provided to Winnipeg. So we're actually going to try to improve that one. I think Winnipeg, who has been off Sean since Monday, that is the last time the Jets played a game. That's, uh, that's as bad Monday. as back-to-back sometimes. Yeah, exactly. It's been a while. But they're also, you know, when you look at this this Winnipeg team and the fact that they can be rested like they are, uh, and New Jersey being on the second night of a back-to-back, I'm going to take Winnipeg, and I'm actually going to take Winnipeg uh, within regulation, take them on that three-way line, that 60-minute line, uh, because that's going to bring the juice down for example at DraftKings Sportsbook it takes it from a minus 190 down to a minus 105 uh, which shows you that you know we've, we've got the odds makers thinking that perhaps this game could see an extra frame uh, I just believe that the Devils after the challenge that they had in Minnesota last night uh, are going to be a little bit tired I think Winnipeg can take advantage of that um, and you know Winnipeg is a team that likes to uh, you know, do the best they can with peppering shots. They're kind of right in the middle of the pack in the Western uh, Conference. They average just over 36 shots per game. Uh, but I think they're going to uh, come out on top here at home. I just feel like this is a scheduling challenge for the Devils. So let's take Winnipeg, but let's take them on that three-way line and try to get ourselves some better, uh, uh, some better juice and bring it down to minus 105. 
I, I like that because obviously when you you look at the the matchup, it is really a heavy, heavy favorite, and I I you know you prefer not to go that heavy because of the risk you undertake is probably not necessarily worth it. And so uh, I, I do like that. It makes a lot of sense. I was trying to kind of slice and dice this and figure out what I wanted to go at, and I I, I thought I thought about it because if you're regularly listening to this, you've kind of been learning about that three way line that Nate's talked about. A good way to go ahead and maybe put the odds a little bit more in your favor. The Devils, however, I will give them this. They have been scoring, at least in their last 10, at a higher pace than the Jets, almost three a game, whereas the Jets have been just a smidge over two a game. So the Devils' offense has been better, and their goaltending has been just about the same. That said, I, I just can't bring myself to to go ahead and put this on the Devils just because uh, that the game last night, obviously that concerns me against a good Minnesota team that plays a pretty physical brand of hockey. Uh, I think what you came up with there is probably the right idea, but what I would say is the one I feel comfortable going with is just the under because neither of these teams have uh, immensely potent offenses, despite the fact they're reasonably good. But given the that one team has been off for almost a week, they may be a little bit rusty. And the other team, of course, played last night. They may be a little bit beaten up. So I like the under in this particular one with New Jersey and Winnipeg. That's the way I tried to look at it and get uh, at least not have to pay quite as much juice on that particular bet. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that that's, you know, when you see some lines like that, you know, obviously one way to go, as you just said, is is to go to that 60 minute line, that 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 three way line. Um, but the other one is to then focus in on the total, um, because sometimes that is the best way to go, because, you know, in hockey, we, we frequently see it and we're going to see it in the game that in another game that we talk about here on today's pod that, you know, sometimes you've just got heavy favorites. And it's not to say that there can't be upsets. Uh, we've seen it and we've seen quite a few actually this week, as you alluded to at the open of the pod, that there's been some games this week that have been very odd. Um, and, and we've seen some games go opposite directions. One of my favorites was last night, as a matter of fact, the, the Buffalo Sabres were playing the Florida Panthers. The Sabres jumped out, Sean, to a three nothing lead on Florida. Florida turned around and won seven to four. So, you know, there's just some oddities <laughs> sometimes uh, in the NHL and you have to be, you know, sort of ready to to take advantage of those. And and uh, it, it's why, you know, sometimes the total is a better place to go. And sometimes, Sean, the better place to be in a game is maybe to wait and bet it on a live line. Maybe see how the first five, ten minutes of the game go. That's a great uh, point. And maybe you see maybe you see a trend uh, that that develops. Uh, I'll give you a, actually a, a great example from last night. Um, the Colorado Avalanche were taking on the Montreal Canadiens last night. And the over-under in that game, Sean, prior to puck drop, was six and a half. Um, and I actually thought that game had a pretty good shot of hitting the over. I took uh, it. Yep. I, I, I on, my, on my television show on Altitude, I took the over as well. Well, here's what happened. That game was 0-0 at the end of the first, as you know. Well, the live line had dropped the over-under all the way to four and a half. And I thought to myself, there is no way these two goaltenders are going to continue to stand on their heads um, as we get into the second and third period. So I jumped on it and I bet on the over on the four and a half. Well, the Avs wound up with an empty netter. They get over that four and a half number. So that game wound up being a push for me because I lost my my pregame bet, but I did win. Um, my live line bet. And so those two offset each other. So I didn't win anything, but I also didn't lose because again, I watched the flow of the game and I took advantage of a live line. This is why you're the hockey expert and not <laughs> me because I was not that sharp. I just sort of took it on the chin, but Hey, you know, as uh, 
as they say, they don't build those big fancy casinos in uh, Vegas by giving money away. Speaking of Vegas, let's go ahead and kind of tune into the Golden Knights here. The Knights sitting kind of in the middle of the Pacific, off to a a mediocre start. Uh, Obviously, they're still a winning record. They're still in good position for the playoffs, and they're a good team. But it hasn't been the beginning of the year they would want. Fortunately for them, they get an Arizona Coyotes team that is a disaster right now. But, of course... They're heavy, heavy favorites. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's I'm going to give you actually three different ways that I think that you could bet this particular game. Um, Let's start off here. I think we go right back to what we just talked about a second ago with Winnipeg, and that is you could take Vegas on the three way line, the 60 minute um, line um, in in this one. And and in fact, over the last seven games, the Coyotes have at least sort of uh, uh, woken up a little bit. Um, They're three, three and one in their last seven. Um, so Arizona is starting to improve, but they are still Arizona. They are still struggling. Right. Um, and Vegas still has a much, much better offense. Um, and, and for that reason, even though it's a road game, it's a very short two-game road trip that the Vegas is on right now. Um, I think they can take care of the Coyotes and they can take care of them in regulation um, because the money line on this one, Sean, is a minus 220. So even the three-way line is a minus 135. But I like Vegas to be able to take this one in regulation. Here's another bet in this game that I like. I like the under. Um, in the total goals to be scored. Um, and that actually has to do with uh, the idea that Arizona is just struggling to, to score. They are dead last in the NHL at 1.83 goals per game. Um, and so it isn't so much that it's it, that I don't think Vegas can score. It's that I don't think Arizona can. Um, and I've seen this line, depending upon the books that you look at, I've seen it at five and a half. I've seen it at six. Um, I, I, to me, I think this game could easily finish, say, four to one something like that, where Vegas wins somewhat handily, maybe even an empty netter down the stretch like we just talked about with the abs. So I like the under in this one. But then the third way that I would consider betting this one is if you want to remove the opportunity of a late goal that somehow forces us to go into uh, forces us to go into overtime. I just said that I liked Winnipeg in regulation. I like Vegas in regulation. However, if you wanted to get yourself into uh, you know that just in case mode, what you could decide to do is actually put both games on the money line and parlay them together. And those two together at minus 190 and minus 220 translates to a plus 122 as a two-leg parlay. So again, a way that you can play this game a little bit differently, or these two games, I should say, a little bit differently, get yourself into plus odds with two very heavy favorites. That is one of my favorite things to do, because uh, I mean, I'll be honest, if you're actually looking to win with with regularity, uh, parlays are not the thing to do. They always joke, you know, parlays build sports books, not pocketbooks. But the it is a little bit different when you can get two heavy favorites uh, and and you're only doing maybe two teams. That's the trick. It's when you when you get a little excited and start jumping into five, yeah. six teams. Yeah, the, those numbers look good, but there's a reason for that. It's probably not going to hit. But two teams that are heavy favorites on one night, you know, that's a little more projectable. So that one makes a lot of sense to me. I'm comfortable with taking Vegas even on, on the puck line tonight because I just think they're that much better. You're exactly right about Arizona's almost total inability to score. I mean, they're a disaster. But I really like your pick on the under. And here's why. Especially in, in the last 10 games where they, they have played better. In the last 70, as you said, 3-3-1. Three, three, but their goaltending has improved, too. Now, they're still losing. 
but the save percentage has been pretty good. Save percentage is up at almost 94% in those last seven games. And even though the goaltenders they have, you're looking at Wedgwood and Vishmelka, these are, are guys that are not impressing you on the whole. Vishmelka's 291, two, Wedgwood's 362. The truth is, they actually have pretty reasonable goals against on the year, 2.8 and 2.86, respectively. That's actually better than the pairing of the Golden Knights. So, no, the Coyotes can't score very well, but their goaltending's actually been a little bit better than expected. It's just not coming up in wins and losses. So I really like that under tonight. That one to me makes the most sense, but obviously Vegas in this case, so much better. If you want to take them on the puck line and get yourself uh, some odds that you like, I, I can't blame you for that either. It makes perfect sense to me. The last one we'll be looking at, of course, is the uh, expansion Seattle crack. And we like kind of checking in with them. They've been kind of a favorite here uh, just because that there's so much fun to, to, kind of guess at, but they are taking on the Edmonton Oilers and the likely heart candidate, uh, I don't know, pick one, Dreisaitl, yeah. David, which one do you like? <laughs> exactly. That's the funny part is that you talk about, you know, likely opportunities uh, for somebody to uh, take home the heart trophy and well, they've got two of them. Uh, and it's really what makes uh, this team so dangerous. Sean, you'd think after what a half a dozen years uh, that these two have been playing together, that gradually the NHL would figure it out. Nope. Uh, nobody's figured it out yet. They're nope. they're still uh, just absolutely a spectacular duo to watch. They're a ton of fun, um, and they're just you know they're what one and two in the league in, yeah. in power play points. They're I mean, it's just everything about them is just a ton of fun to watch. Um, and you know, it, it makes, you know, me as an avalanche fan, obviously being here in Denver, just like you are, um, you know, I am an abs fan, but man, if the, if the Oilers are on, I'll watch them just because they really are a fun team to watch. So, uh, in this Edmonton contest, they will be up in, uh, Starbucks land. Uh, they'll be playing in Seattle, uh, to take on the Kraken. And I like Edmonton on the money line with this one, not, you know, necessarily a big surprise there. I just think that this team is not showing signs of slowing down. However, I'll tell you this, you know, we, we've talked about how the Kraken are, you know, starting to improve a little bit. Um, Edmonton is only a minus 130 on the money right. line. Um, they're giving a lot of credit to what Seattle has been able to do, uh, of late. Um, you know, it, it took them a little bit to get warmed up. Obviously, they started off uh, uh, on the road before they were able to go to to climate change. Is climate change arena. Is that what it's called? Climate pledge uh, arena. Climate pledge arena. Thank you. Um, it, it's uh, it, you know, they're, they're back home. They, they've got a great crowd there in Seattle. The, the entire Seattle metro area is just uh, in love with this team and is so happy to have another professional franchise outside of the Mariners. Uh, and and what they have been able to do with uh, with, you know, having lost the NBA years ago. So uh, I like what the Kraken are doing in their fan base. But Edmonton, to me, is just too good. Um, you know, their Seattle is not what we saw out of the Vegas Golden Knights, Sean, in their in their right. inaugural season. Um, you know, we know the expansion draft and those kinds of things. And Seattle, you know, took a bit of a different strategy than what Vegas did. And so they're not this juggernaut right out of the gate. Uh, that we saw out of Vegas. So I'm going to roll with Edmonton on the money line here. Um, I do think this is going to be a closer contest. It's why I'm not looking at the regulation or the three-way line. I think a minus 130 is not too bad uh, on the money line here. Um, but I think that, you know, the, the Kraken just don't have enough depth um, on their roster, Sean, at, the, at this point. No. Um, you know, even as top-heavy as Edmonton is with McDavid and Dreisaitl, um, I still think that, you know, Edmonton still has more depth as you get into their second and third lines. Um, and, you know, I, I think the only way that the Kraken are able to hang with this particular contest is if they get just spectacular goaltending, which has been really unpredictable. 
It has been, and I, I think when you look at that pairing, we talked about it. You know, we were gushing over Dreisaitl and and McDavid, and you really are talking about, I think, a pairing that is the best we've seen since probably Crosby Malkin in their prime. That that kind of a duo Agreed. that was always Agreed. in maybe the top three in scoring, it seemed like, and that's why tonight on a Friday, Nate, let's swing a little big. I'm picking Dreisaitl and McDavid to each be anytime goal scorers. And I can put that up there along with an Edmonton win on the money line. Put those all together into a, a same game parlay at the places you, that you can do such a thing. And you get to a plus 390. So on my Friday, let's get a little bit crazy. And uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take basically two of the best players in the league to score against an expansion team and their team to win. Because, of course, if they both score, their team's going to win. And, uh, you know, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah, I I, I like that a lot. And, Sean, if you go back to the start of the season um, in October, uh, these two teams played. They played in Edmonton. Um, Edmonton won it five to two, um, but McDavid and Dreisaitl combined had five points in that victory. Um, so again, I mean, it really is, there is no better definition of as, as the players go, the team goes than Edmonton with these two superstars in Leon Dreisaitl and, uh, and, and, and Connor McDavid. I, I, I go back. I know I sound like a broken record, but folks, they are so fun to watch. Um, if you're just a casual hockey fan, make sure that you get a chance to watch Edmonton um, at some point over the course of the next couple of weeks, um, because these two guys really are uh, the, the pinnacle of NHL play right now. Yeah. And keep in mind, too, one of these things you can do with with some of these these bets talking about the player props is uh, keep in mind in hockey. It isn't the goals that make me look at this today. Of course, Dreisaitl has 20 and McDavid has 15. That's pretty impressive. But what I generally look for is who's on the line with that goal scorer that has assists. And that's where Dreisaitl and McDavid are even better. Dreisaitl with 21 assists, McDavid with 25. Those two guys have in two games or pardon me, in 42 games. And who are they passing to? each other so finding a top goal scorer is good finding a good goal scorer with somebody who can hand out the assists that's even better that's where you take a look at at those player props where it makes a lot of sense so that's what we're looking at on a friday opportunity to look at three different games and uh, cut it up in a bunch of different ways to try to give yourself a opportunity to win yourself a little money and start your weekend off right that's what we do here at sticks and stacks Uh, nate this has been fun we'll do it again next week We will uh, as we continue to roll through the NHL season. And, you know, as the weather starts to cool off, uh, perhaps our our winnings on the ice will heat up. Yes. Oh, boy. We weren't sure how you're going to finish that sentence there. uh, Yeah, we're getting we're getting getting poetic, Sean. We're getting. Yeah, yeah, I I like the way you finished it as opposed to the way it started. So hopefully that works for us and it works for you. Make sure you follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Lundy. You can follow me if you'd like it. S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We'll catch you next time right here on Sticks and Stacks part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.